keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roasts. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with Mr. Robert Karpolis, awaiting the arrival of Scott. It's our promotional draft, everybody. We're going to be doing a snake draft, and we're going to see who's got the best draft in wrestling. And then on Facebook, or... Well, I don't really have access to my Facebook page right now, but it's a whole other story. Um, but we uh, we can come on Twitter and you guys can vote who had the best who had the best uh, draft who had the best promotion. Obviously, it's going to be me. I am without a doubt the most unbiased wrestling fan on this podcast and see things in a three dimensional way that none of my co hosts can see. So it would have been Mike. Mike uh, had when he heard about this, he picked Tugboat as his first pick. And when we tried to point out that it doesn't work, he's like, "Well, he's still alive." So there's always a possibility that we're going to get a Fred Ottman uh, run in 2023. Uh, look, if Flair's still wrestling and Steamboat's wrestling and Ricky Morton's still wrestling, why not Tugboat? Well, folks, um, next next week's Patreon on Monday, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 7. And, uh, and the Monday after that, we're going to have our mystery roasts and a live, uh, live Q&A for uh for our patreon which we've got to figure that out robert uh, yeah we'll figure that out maybe not on air at the start of the show uh but we'll we'll get there uh, we only exist when we're recording it's like pro wrestling rules how like they only have conversations when they're on camera like yeah, i was waiting for jay to show up this week and like and nobody goes home and watches it afterwards like sometimes they do but a lot of the times like it's like they can't only uh, only uh, kenny because he knows not to watch AEW dynamite well, March 30th, well, I don't, we'll talk about that. We'll March, get there. March 31st, the roast of John Cena and our WrestleMania preview should be a fucking banger episode next week, folks. And then week after that, of course, we're going to have a WrestleMania review. And I will be announcing um, the uh, Patreon schedule probably next week uh, for, for April. So a lot of fun stuff coming up. But we should open with premium live current event god damn it what's the name of this premium <laughs> current events thanks for premium playing current events sorry we haven't uh we haven't done this one in a while but the big news this week since since we're talking draft might as well talk about what could be the hottest free agent acquisition if it actually goes through and that is goldberg to aew scott is joining us right now Tony has said he may be interested in doing this. Um, do you think this ha I actually think this is going to happen. I think Tony's going to sign this guy because it's, it's unless he rehires punk, which is kind of what we, uh, or puts him back on TV, which is kind of what we all really want. Um, I just <laughs> think 
it's just too nice of a toy for him not to pick up. But, you know, I don't know how much – do we have any of the AEW financials? Do we know if they're making money? Um, they have no financials, and I think that's the the, the point that I, I constantly make is they, they talk about being a, a competitive – company they're not it's it's a I and mean, it's okay it's a vanity project for a billionaire uh they don't care about what they're earning or losing they don't have to publicly disclose any of that information they don't have investors it's really just a matter of how much tony and shatter are willing to lose I, I i liken it to professional sports teams almost every professional sports team loses an insane amount of money every year but their owners own the team just because this is fun and i want to go and have fun and tony if he was a little bit more honest and just said like this is what it is people like Cornette would be a lot less critical of him and if he's like you know what fuck it i want to have goldberg come to my birthday party and by birthday party i mean dynamite he's gonna do that um, no, it is not a Kobe jersey, Scott. It is a <laughs> LeBron James jersey. LeBron. I had to message that. I made a Kobe joke that, you know, you can't speak those things out loud. But well, I, I didn't see the part of the joke. I just saw the, is that a Kobe jersey? Oh, okay. Which, well, we don't need the Crips after us. All right. Ari really had death threats from the Crips when he did that shit. <laughs> you were fucking insane, man. You were absolutely insane. <laughs> I'll be amazed if there's any crips that are listening to our wrestling podcast. We actually uh, have a very diverse uh, fan base, my friend. Very diverse. Yeah, you know the, the 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 bloods are all big Moxley fans. We don't have a bunch of fans, but they are all different types. Uh, well, they're loners for the most part. That's the one thing that bonds them. I think Mike Warren's joining us on the show for a uh, our interpromotional snake draft. Mike, we're talking about. Goldberg to AEW, do you think it happens? Uh, yeah, because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it. It sounds awful. Um, I mean, I look, give us Goldberg Cole. <laughs> Back and forth for 20 minutes. And let us let let the world see Cole as he sees himself. I'm just like it. I I think that the answer is just re-signing CM Punk and putting him back on TV, right? But in all honesty, if he were to bring like if he were to bring in Goldberg, is there even a dream match in AEW that people are like, oh man, I really want to see Goldberg versus I think blank. if you have Hobbs destroy Goldberg, it could mean something. If we got months of QTV segments on Goldberg, come on. Robert, I'm appealing to you. <laughs> I, I that know sounds you're fun. QTV segments about Goldberg does sound fun. I think, all right, if, if these are Tony's toys, let's go with that narrative, right? Then Goldberg is probably the most expensive one he's ever had in terms of, like, technically, right? No, mm. Punk was probably more expensive. Mm, you're right. Because he's still paying, you know, he paid a lot for Punk to get him in. You know, but... I just think of that era and Goldberg was so goddamn big, you know, but you're right. Punk is a bigger deal. Well, I, anyway, I... what I think you should do is what a lot of rich kids do. Like when they buy a, a PlayStation 5, they just, they post on YouTube them breaking it with a hammer. <laughs> so I think they should get Goldberg and let someone eviscerate him. Well, FTR or Bret Hart marks like this is the way to like 
appease him. <laughs> Look what we I did think we're for you. The real important question to Dan, which is, which is more uncomfortable, negative one with his shirt off or Goldberg's son with his shirt off? Um. Well, I give Goldberg's son with the shirt off a negative one. <laughs> ah, very nice very nice there we go well the last time goldberg's son like kind of grew uh, i don't know man i guess <laughs> grew what finished that i don't know. i think the goldberg's goldberg and his son i thought was a little bit more uncomfortable when i saw it i was a yeah, any wrestlers with their sons uh on tv you know we all know where it could go and it's just <laughs> it's not yeah. good there's yeah. only one place you're comfortable seeing a wrestler and their son and that's when they bury them <laughs> hey but dom and ray is working out oh, well the man. thing is yeah when they bury them then then the cops are there for an arrest warrant and then mm-hmm. you know he's running into the woods next to the cemetery and i think goldberg versus orange Cassidy would be kind of a fun thing to watch probably not though actually look look robert had the, robert had the right question which is what are what are the matches we can get out of this and the truth is we don't want to see any of them but here's the other truth we never wanted to see any goldberg matches in wwe besides like austin when it when he first showed up hey, goldberg brock was kind of fun in a perverse way. way it was just the in, idea in, it was in like, the, ah, the same pay-per-view that benoit and eddie hugged well, that, mean, was that was great. That was a great match. They, that was they, you two know, the decades crowd loved ago. it. But I'm just saying, yeah. But when they brought, I'm saying when they brought him back, it's like they got some mileage out of Brock. The problem is you put Brock in there with any of their current pillars, and it looks like he's fighting children. Goldberg, Goldberg, Goldberg. What are they? Same thing. If you put Goldberg in there with Jungle Boy or any like he's, it's going to look comical. The guys that he would match up with physically would be a Wardlow or a Hobbs. Those would be awful. So clearly it's going to be Goldberg's thing. Yeah, but imagine how upset Goldberg will be when Aaron Solo steals his identity and his credit cards. Here's the thing. Um, Goldberg, okay, if, 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 the, if the main event that they're building to at Double or Nothing are the four pillars going against one another, right? MJF beats all these kids. And then Goldberg is old man who comes in and goes, why don't you try wrestling somebody who is also Jewish? <laughs> I don't know what the angle is. Oh, I the like bar mitzvah too. brawl. Yeah. Ooh, bar mitzvah brawl. That sounds I'm like all fun. in. Yeah, it would be amazing. And then, you know, do it, you know. Dude, Goldberg versus MJF, where it ends in just like a three stude, like a very quick. It's a squash, but it's MJF squashing Goldberg with like three stooges poking the eyes, kicking the nuts, roll up. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. How about this? Goldberg goes, MJF, you say you're one of the chosen people. Well, I'm choosing you. You're next. Come on. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. It's a terrible Goldberg impression. That's a pretty good uh, idea. But this is a good Goldberg impression doing two moves and then hurting yourself. Yes, uh, ruining Bret Hart's life, <laughs> which we've done many, many roasts. I don't know, man. Oh, it's, man. Uh, I don't know what you're going to get. Oh, hold on. We, we're not. We're missing the obvious. Goldberg comes back and wins the Owen Hart tournament. Holy oh, my shit. God. <laughs> and then Goldberg versus Adam Cole, like I said, and Goldberg kicks him. <laughs> Solves a lot of problems. I love it. 
<laughs> this is perfect. We also forget the fact that like Goldberg was like passing out in his last couple matches. So know? were the fans. <laughs> Dude, what if what if Adam Cole comes out as Colberg and <laughs> he's got like the bald head and stuff? Colberg. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm I, <laughs> I, I, I I'm a little bit uh, skeptical of it, but we're gonna get maybe CM Punk back, which is uh could that save the company? Scott. I mean, there's no saving or not saving. It's an it's a very enjoyable company. Yeah. Um, that typically puts on a really good show and definitely has some glaring flaws that it needs to fix. But yeah, no, we're, t- we're talking about AEW, Scott. <laughs> there's Dan. The real issue is there's no saving us to make exactly. us care about something better than wrestling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the war is here. It's here, and we don't care. So you know, whatever. <laughs> Give me my AEW. Um, I might even watch ROH tonight. Anything but look at the news. We um, we we did a wrestling podcast the day our parents died, Dad. I don't think there's any fixing us. No, there's not. But I I think if I, I think Punk coming back could could be a nice shot in the arm for him. I mean, it might go two glasses half full here. No, it will be a blast for sure. It was a blast when he was there. It'll be a blast when he comes back. And I honestly hope they start. Uh, focusing on you know three or four storylines like per chunks of time and then they move on to another thing they got to leave some guys off tv more often and i don't mean have them on and then make them disappear they're always i do think needs to be a slot on the show for um random dream match debuts like like el vikingo because i do think that's a big part of aew but that should be for the title orange cassidy has um, and that shouldn't be, you know, defended against what Kip Sabian next. Well, no, Kip Sabian is going to be Punk's first match back. Like you got to give the fans what they want. <laughs> no, Punk. Will co- the problem is if Punk comes back, it's going to be a ticking clock until the next whatever happens where he's going to implode again. It's like there was not enough that happened before to warrant his explosion. So now it's everyone's going to be walking on eggshells and he's still going to wind up doing something that is going to wind up uh, imploding. And I don't know that they, what they need from it. Here's the thing though. Like the problem with punk and AEW is he is a black light that shines on all the, the gunk and cum and the rest of the company. Like <laughs> I, I think like when he was there last time, we didn't realize how bad the rest of it was booked until like, cause you know, the guys like, you know, it's funny, like, you know, Steve Austin, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, it was like some of the best guys ever, you know, they get these reputations for controlling their careers and who they'll wrestle with and who they won't. But then when you look back, they had the best legacies and they, cause they were fucking smart. Like, you know, Austin in his prime was like, I'm not going to work with this guy. You know, like, he didn't work with Mark Marrow or Jeff Jarrett, but he did work with Dan. I mean, you know, you got to be selective. <laughs> hey, man. I and, but but it's like, it, you know, and, and people would shit on it at the time. You know, the Hogan thing, right? Hogan is always, that doesn't work for me, brother. But he has a great fucking run when you look back. And we, we shit on people for not wanting to do a thing or creative control. And those are the people whose careers often hold up the, the test of time. I mean, yeah, much like Chairman Mao. 
And um <laughs> Dude, I mean look like look Brock Brock and Omos is gonna be dumb, but Brock and Bray would have been terrible. And Brock oh, brother. I, I had I had like okay, a daydream. First off, about Mike can Mike can lie on this podcast, but he secretly is looking forward to watching Omos and Brock. There's a part of Mike that wants to see this match. No, yeah, I do want to see the race war settled in Los Angeles. <laughs> there's no, there's no race war. Cody's already cured racism, Mike. I don't know if you remember that. So you're, you're fine. Um, no, almost is going to come out as the Rodney King of the Ring. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I thought that was Stokely on Dynamite. Why not? <laughs> I mean, Brock does look like those four cops in one Megazord. <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh! Yeah, when all the cops—that is so fucking funny. He's, he's the Voltron of the Aryan Nation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a, he, he turns into that giant sword on his chest. Gen- genuine question to this: I, What happened to uh, Apollo Crews, Nigerian sympathizer? What? what he's in what NXT. Now. He's What's in NXT. That? He he oh. went back to NXT and uh, as himself. Okay, so he doesn't do the accent anymore. No, his accent's no. teaming with Kofi's Jamaican accents somewhere. <laughs> no, he he kind of had a little bit of a run there with like Grayson Waller. I don't know what he's doing there now, but collecting uh, a paycheck until yeah. the next round of cuts. Oh, Jesus! It's probably true. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I don't mean. I mean, he's. I think he's talented. I just think that uh, they had a ceiling for him. He wanted to go back to NXT. They put him in NXT, and he's kind of just a guy there. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not he's not going to grow, so they're not going to push him. No. Vince was like, let's send him back where he came from. NXT. All right. So, guys. So, OK, what's what's well, just to button this? Who is more likely to come back? Punk or Goldberg? Who's who is more likely to come to AEW first? Punk or Goldberg? Punk. I think. Oh, yeah. I think Punk eventually. Goldberg is going to do what he does, which is he's going to have these talks and I'm a free agent and I'm going to go look at all these things. And WWE is going to realize we have to do the Saudi shows. The Saudi government loves a big star like Goldberg. They'll pony up the money and they'll they'll pay him and he'll come back to WWE and he'll do four more Saudi shows and that'll be it. Uh, must be nice. Only way he only way he goes to aid. This is this is now that I think about it, the only way they make sense to get him in AEW, and this is really stupid, is if they put him in there with Shaq, like give him some weird attraction thing. Because there's no one on the roster Goldberg even knows, unless he thinks he's going to wrestle Big Show. Um, oh fuck, I didn't mean to put that out in the universe. But like, <laughs> give a reason for Bill to be there for a he because he wants his retirement match, and I don't think he gives a fuck about a retirement match against Kenny Omega or even a retirement match against Danielson. He'll want a retirement match in WWE in the big spotlight, you know, for his son, which is code for money. Could be Jericho. Could be a nice way to wrap things up between them. I mean, they to be fair, Robert, Jews love their son. Yes, I they love my son. Of their son. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, let's get to our snake draft. Um, I'll go last, just so you Hold know. On, just for my own perverse enjoyment, I want Dan to explain the rules of this constantly evolving. Yeah, he goes, it's a snake draft, and then I go, what do we do? And then he goes, it's, you make a list of your, a the wrestlers draft. you want on a roster. And I go, so make a roster? And he's like, no, snake draft. This what is the is closest you've come to being Vince, 
by the way, Dan. There's like the rules have changed ten times. Snake, wait, snake draft is like one, two, three, four, and then four, three, two, one, right? You go back and forth that way. It's yeah, the Jake the Snake draft, which is that you make up rules, you confuse people, and then you blame your childhood. But Jake, technically, the, a snake Jake draft. The snake draft is when they turn your heat off. <laughs> yeah, Dan, is, this how, speaking, is this how you guys got presents on Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I, my favorite thing is Dan. Dan wanted a thing. He's like, "Let's all do a thing," and then he's like, "I'll go last, so that there's no example for you guys to follow." <laughs> well, it's just building the best roster, man, and then our fans get to judge who had the best roster. Dan has a little thing that he does that he doesn't really let out a lot but if you're observant you'll notice he loves creating little lists of like you probably have lists of what favorite writers serial killers yeah yeah yeah, yeah for book, sure. books movies yeah, I, guys I, with sunglasses on like you just all day you just lists, yeah. man. <laughs> no i do i have lists I, I sometimes write down just things in list form it's i guess ocd i don't know yeah you're a big list guy uh i love it but we're going to start out. We're going to see on, on Twitter who has the best new promotion. Um, let's start with Mike. Who Who's your first pick in this wrestling draft? And the, the rules are it should be it can be any active wrestler from any roster. What Dan's saying is I can't pick Tugboat. We already talked before you got on. We talked about Tugboat. We, we can't said do, you-, you can't do Tugboat. You can't do. Yeah. Pe- you can't just like. Like dust off people that are in wheelchairs and make them because what you you can do tugboat but you get tugboat now no Dan I think to, <laughs> legend, to your point Dan you get legend signing tugboat if that's you what can't you, want. you can't Mike you can't drag a sad pathetic what's left of a wrestler and put him in a ring you're not Conrad <laughs> <laughs> all right Mike who's your first pick and then we'll to do be Scott fair tugboat is twenty five years older than Conrad and looks healthier okay. Uh, <laughs> Every every day, Conrad's heart just goes. <laughs> oh man! Okay, my first my first pick is going to be. Um, I will go with. Uh, I'll go with MJF. MJF is off the board. Oh, once they take them, they're off the board. Okay. Yeah, they're off the board, well, man. I didn't put a list of 45 wrestlers together. so this. I know. Dan is a maniac, man. I put a list of 15 guys. <laughs> Dan, I didn't really Dan picked right. three guys from every state. He really wants to, like, establish an American <laughs> company. Yes. Well, I knew it was, this was going to be led by Dan and didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared. I'm prepared. All right, so MJF's off the board. Scott. Who's your first pick? First pick, baby. Ugh. First pick. Yeah. First Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is your first number pick. one pick. First pick. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Why Ospreay? Why would you build a roster around him? He is young. Mm-hmm. He is the best professional wrestler in the world. Correct. And in terms of Mike's skills, he has the potential to become one of the best ever to do it if he just works on it and with my mike skills i think i could bring him there in my company and you think about it right if you just put him on aw a few times the fans will chant his name so much when he's not there and demand that he come back 
Well, now, 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 no, there's no like visa issues in my world. I can't, I can't form a company if we're going to yeah. think about visas. These are pre-COVID uh, visas. Yes, this is, yeah, this is like, actually, this is pre-9-11 uh, visas, okay? These guys are allowed to just be shot over here in uh, certain types of cannons, so long <laughs> as we catch them. All right, Robert, number one pick. MJF is off the table, which I'm sure would have been your number one. So who you got? No, I had I had MJF at seven. Uh, no, number really? one, number one uh, per, per my consultation with Nick Khan is uh, Roman Reigns. I think he is the the still the number one draw in terms of mainstream pro wrestling and a guy that you can just cheat. And whenever he shows up on TV, they pop a rating. So you go with Roman. He feels like a legitimate star. And he's a guy who's main eventing WrestleMania, not as a part timer, not as a celebrity, but as a legit full time member of the roster. I am going to go with John Cena. I know this is a this is a bizarre pick for me because I really do like Cena. I wouldn't say he's my top five favorite wrestlers now, but we haven't seen the Cena heel run yet. And one of the things that's going to make my promotion stick out is we're going to see the Hollywood Hulk Hogan version of Cena, and boom, we got a new wrestling war again. So I wow. got heel John Cena, um, heel John Cena. Now we are on. To Robert Carpolis, who do you got in the second round, buddy? Actually, Dan, you would go first. That's how a snake draft works. Oh, Scott's that's on right. mute, so we're doing great across the board here. God damn, I'm such a moron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe well, don't I'm worry, not... folks. There's only 15 picks. Yeah, this is gonna go five <laughs> picks, and then we're just gonna be like, yeah, I think we're good. All right, let's just do 10 picks. Okay, we'll just... <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing doing I really think I can win this shit. I really think I could win All right, this. All right, we'll do 50 picks. We do 10 picks if you want to do 10 picks. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Oh, the... Hey, oh God. Look, I knew that this was... we'll decide if we need to stop. All right, stop okay. It. All right, Scott, I... Scott's just gonna pick a bunch of people that people already don't pay ten dollars to watch on a subscription service. Hey, now, 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 now. There's not that many ROH people yeah. uh, on my roster. Once he's like, okay? Silas Young is underrated. <laughs> okay. Um, my second pick is going to be Kenny Omega. Kenny... Wait, why the fuck do you get a second pick? Because well, we're Jesus Christ, guys. Oh, so now fun. it goes backwards. Yeah, it goes backwards. This is bullshit. So you get to go last, so you really get the first two picks, kind of? Yeah. Oh, wait, you're right. All right, Mike. No, goes. that's how... Oh, my God. No, if that's how you it works, that's why it's draft, a snake dude. one. It's a snake draft because... <laughs> Because it's a snake eating itself, just rat. like this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, you. So you All pick right. Kenny. God damn it! Yeah, I picked Kenny Omega because you know, seen in Omega, like what a crazy company already. You're like, what the fuck? I know. We're great, and there's great promos. What are we gonna do, damn. Robert? You're next. Cody Rhodes. Cody is off the table. Wow. Well, considering I had Kenny at number two and Osprey at number three, and they're gone. Uh, Wait, so you have who do you have so far? Roman and Cody. Yeah, I think WWE is going to sue you for uh, copyright. Your company can't exist. You can't sue one of your own, Scott. Damn. All right, Mike. Like they acknowledge you, (laughs) Scott. Who do we got next? No, it's Mike, right? No, it's it's Mike went first, so then Mike's going to go twice again. Snake. Oh yeah, you picked MJF. Okay, okay. Okay, so I have uh, I have Will Ospreay, and now, get this, you suckers, the one who's better than Roman Reigns, the one who's low-key more interesting than Sami Zayn, Jay Uso. 
Jay Uso in the second round. Oh, baby, Will Ospreay and Jay Uso. Boom. Let's go, Mike. All right. Um, roster. I go Montez Ford. Montez Ford off the board. I don't I don't want people that are at their prime or past it. I want people who are still gonna get there. We're we're long haul, but we're running a company and it's gonna last longer than impact should have lasted. Well, I mean, it's a hell of a pick, Mike. What am I gonna say to that? Scott. Oh, I get to go again. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Um Snake Trap, baby. <laughs> wait, okay. wouldn't I go again? Oh, wait, yeah. Wait. Oh, my oh my gosh, I've been bitten by the snake. You're right, Mike. Mike, sorry. This is the you special know. Olympic snake draft right here. <laughs> this is the dumbest snake in wrestling since Santino's Cobra. <laughs> All right, Mike. Like for a okay. podcast that has an autistic guy, this is the least organized draft I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you didn't get the autistic to organize. You got the fucking sad Irish alcoholic, okay? Mike, <laughs> what's your third pick? You leave Vince alone. Number three is going to be Walter. Oh. Ooh, Damn. Walter is off the board. I refuse to call him that other name. <laughs> Even though I didn't watch much NXT UK, I just hate the name Gunther. He's Walter. And he's fucking awesome. And you need a monster. Wow. Strong words from a strong man. Uh, Scott, who do you got? Uh, Takashita. Takeshita. Takeshita. There we go. Konosuke Takeshita. Wow. Didn't yeah. even see him making the draft, so that's huge. Yeah. Robert. Rhea Ripley. God damn it. Because I picked a woman, Dan. Are you, are oh, you channeling your inner Tony Khan? That was going to be mine. For sure. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. And since it's my turn again, and you guys haven't picked him up, just because controversy creates cash, I'm picking... Chicago's own CM Punk. Damn it. My roster is fucking elite, brothers. Wait, it, let me hear your roster. What are right we now, at? my roster is Cena, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, Sasha Banks. This roster sucks, dude. <laughs> this is some shit you do in a video game. Your roster sucks, bro. You're 16. Yeah, Dan also <laughs> runs out of money in the second month of his promotion. Yeah, dude, you're 16. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. I think I could I could afford most of my guys. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan Dan got Cena because he wants to hand him a script. He's like, hey, do you no. know Vin Diesel that well? <laughs> it's like peacemaker, but it's pacemaker where your heart's broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert, who's your next pick? Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews. You hold on a collective. Boom! <laughs> Change the channel. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Why? Because Rhea's there? What are you trying to do to these yeah, people? Yeah, got to keep her happy, dude. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Well, Buddy Murphy is off the table. Scott? All right. Brr, L. He hijo de vikingo. Whoa, el hijo de yeah. vikingo is off the table. 
Thank you. Man, just imagine all the great promos in Scott's company. <laughs> I'm making a global He's wrestling He's got Jey Uso. Jey is a good promo. Jey Uso, Will Ospreay. Come on, gang. I'm the best promo in Scott's company. Takeshita is an absolute force. He's the next thing after Okada. All right, Mike. I am going to go with Hook. Hook is off the table. You got to stop Hook, doing that. Hook versus Gunther. Oh, I fucking said Gunther. Yeah, you know, I, I'm broken. Yeah, but that would be a fucking awesome match. Who, who, that, that's a that is a that's a WrestleMania match right there, Walter. And yeah, right uh, is. All right, Mike. Who's your next pick? My next pick is Seth Rollins. Yeah, I did not see that coming from you. I know I didn't either. That's why I didn't prepare. <laughs> but I th- I was you know I was thinking like you know you need some generals in there that aren't too old. Could still go for like another 10, 15 years. And I mean, like, you know, he's got the most annoying fucking voice, but to his to his credit, that guy has gotten everything over that they've ever given him, even when it sucks. All right, Scott. Uh Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland is off the table. Serve Strickland is off the table in the company he's currently working in. <laughs> Robert, who do you got? Uh, pick Swerve next. I'm gonna go with Ricochet. Wow, Ricochet is off the table. Jesus Christ! Stop doing that. Begging you, <laughs> fucking begging you. But I'm 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 working with my uh my interactive mapping board. You guys just can't see it. It's like what they have for the elections or the draft. Dan Saint Germain is off his medication. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for old St. Germain to give this fucker a go. Um, I am going to go to make this interesting Paige Van Zant Because Tony hasn't done anything with her and I want like I want to show that I can go. Um <laughs> I love that. This and, is Dan's proving ground. Yeah, this is my proving I, ground. It's funny, I'm I'm not picking any women because Tony has shown me how hard it is to get a division off the crack. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be, and I'm also going to go with, even though he's, you know, had some controversy, especially lately, I'm going to go with Riddle. Robert? Uh, I guess there's no drug testing in Dan's company, so that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. Wow. Wow. Also, Dan is just a list of people he'd like to hang out in a jacuzzi with. <laughs> That's how Tony Khan books his show. Why shouldn't Dan do that? You are you are not wrong about that. Um, I would like to pick um, Speedball Mike Bailey as a monster heel. He needs to be a heel in my company. Wow. Yes. Mike? Because I want to make some money. I'm going with Bad Bunny. Ooh, shit. Bad Bunny. And you get another one, Mike. Okay. I'm going to go with, let's see here. Um, who did I like last night? Oh, no one. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to, no, you know what, man? I'm going to go with Porky Pig himself, Kevin Owens. Not a bad pick. Robert, I mean, Scott. <laughs> Sorry. I am going to go with Bandito. 
Scott is basically just booking a uh, pro wrestling gorilla show right now. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. But not how I'm going to present it in, in the visual aspect. Also, I mean, hey, I'll get to the monsters, okay? Robert. Scott's going to have more star ratings than ticket sales. <laughs> Robert. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew paid him for that pick. All right. I got the next two. For my monster, Jacob Fatu. And for my intangible, Pat McAfee. Robert? Logan Paul. Logan Paul is off the table. Scott? Has someone picked Sami Zayn yet? No. Oh, Sami Zayn. Great pick. Oh, no, yeah, because you said Jay instead of Sami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, you're up. Okay. This is a guy I've I've only watched recently, and I love his fucking videos, and I think he could be really funny and go viral in the right way. Joe Hendry. Yeah. He's great. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know why he's not more over. We we never even talk about him on this show, but uh, that guy's awesome, and he's really entertaining. Uh, so I go him, and then I'm going to go with orange cassidy no wrong answers folks scott fuck you (laughs) (laughs) all right scott i am going to go with brody king giving these young guys a shot scotty Mm. robert pete dunn really like Pete Dunn. that is a good one interesting for tag team, can we do tag teams? No, he picked Jey Uso. No, all right. Yeah. Well, and then, um, God, if we're not doing tag, I feel like I need to do a tag team though. But all right, you know what? I'm gonna do another. How many have you picked so far, Dan? I have picked uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Which okay, so these get... are your last two picks to get to 10 <laughs> so we can mercifully end. I mean, <laughs> continue this compelling audio. <laughs> All right. You know, every once in a while, these ideas are going to bomb, guys. No, I, I'm loving this. Yeah, this, this is this, fun. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is the way Dan's catchphrase on stage is. Every once in a while, these ideas are going to bomb, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my last two, I am going to go with... Julius Creed and Io Shirai. Hell of a tag team. <laughs> um, yeah, those are my uh those are my guys there. Um, and are you guys all ten too? No, we're nine. We're at nine. Uh, let me count mine. Let me count mine. Yeah, I got nine. God damn it, I only get one more. I'm so mad you got Omega, dude. I know, man. We got one more pick, guys. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Darby Allen. Wow, very good, very good. All right, Scott, your last pick. I will go with a man who makes wrestling feel realer than anybody, unless I missed the when you said it, Brock Lesnar. I was wondering oh, when Brock was going to go. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say Benoit makes wrestling feel more real than <laughs> Uh Brett makes it feel pretty real. 
Uh, yeah, real oh, fat. Oh yeah, ask the people who uh, sit at his bar. Mike, who is your last pick? And then we'll read off our promotional draft. Okay, I'm gonna go with Kota Abushi. Ooh. Ooh, I want, I want, you know, I, I, I'm starting to get, you know, a little bit of international flavor here. Get all the different, you know, demos and um, guys still fucking. I, I think most people. I don't, I don't think there's anyone on my roster over forty. So um, may, maybe going, but like, you know, in for the long haul, want to just get some fucking. Uh, I think any of these guys could be stars, but they're not. Yeah, none of them are the biggest they are yet. I think Kota can be bigger, you know, in New Japan real life. I think Owens could be bigger um, if he just eats even more poutine. All right, Mike. So list off your roster. My roster is um, MJF, Montez Ford, Gunther, Hook, Seth Rollins, Bad Bunny, Kevin Owens, Joe Hendry, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Kota Ibushi. Interesting. All right, Scott, list off your roster. All right, my roster is Will Ospreay, Jey Uso, El Hijo de Vikingo, Takeshita, Swerve, Speedball Mike Bailey, Bandito, Sami Zayn, Brody King, and Brock Lesnar. Brody King and Brock would be a great match. Well, also, you keep them away from each other and you let them fight everybody. They're the only big guys in my company, so they got to stay away for a while, you know? And by country miles, Sami Zayn is the best talker in your company. Um, hmm, I don't know. Swerve can have his moments, and Osprey's been there. Osprey's actually not a bad promo. Like when yeah, they let him yeah. talk, he's someone who I wish would be in the WWE system just to get a chance to mold his sports entertainment side because he has the aptitude for it. He just doesn't really need to do it to promote like a fight in front of 300 people in like leads. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the kind of guy, if they put him on dynamite, even once or twice, they'd give him time to shine and have a very memorable promo. We're still all talking about a year later. Yeah. But don't you remember that episode of dark elevation where he was on, it was compelling. All right, Robert, what's what's your roster? Uh, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Buddy Murphy, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Logan Paul, Pete Dunne, and Darby Allen. This is like COVID or something. This feels like uh, WrestleMania when they they did Pirates. (laughs) The only (laughs) non-WWE guy, you know, because Buddy was there, is Darby. You are such a company shill. Hey, well, Darby's no, because, a great pick. So though. hold on. Most of the people that Darby's I had, fantastic pick. the yeah. guys that I had on my list that were non-WWE all got swept up. It's like, that makes sense. I, I was going to pick Kenny. I was going to pick Osprey. I was absolutely going to pick Jacob Fatu. Uh, they all got cleared off the table. I'm not picking fucking Hangman Adam Page and being like, yeah, that's a guy I can trust. Since but he, he's great. He's great in he's, ring. Eh, I, I don't see the upside really with him. You didn't pick QT, man. How do you fucking defend that? Because I think that QT has transitioned away from just being a simple wrestler. He is an all-around entertainment being. That's why I didn't pick Paul Heyman. 
I think, you know, QT is, is going to quickly eclipse Paul Heyman in terms of just greatness. You self-hating Jew. Yes. <laughs> oh, I should have picked Paul Heyman, but... No, you can't pick... So the same reason I didn't pick Jerry McDivitt. Top 10 for me were John Cena, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, Matt Riddle, Julius Creed, Sasha Banks, Paige Van Zandt, Io Shirai, Jacob Fatu, and Pat McAfee. Pretty much just people Dan wants to fuck. <laughs> Let's do one more. Let's just do one more pick. Wait, wait, Robert, I missed one. You had Roman, Cody, Rhea, Bianca, Buddy, Ricochet, Drew, Pete Dunn, Darby Allen, Logan Paul. Wait, that's everybody. All right, never mind. Let's uh, just do one want... more. One more? Okay. God, uh, you go first. Me? I'll go first? Yeah. This is basically our honorable mention, but like the one okay, more. I'm that... going to go, go Eddie Kingston because I still think I need some more promo power. Okay. Scott? Uh, I'll go. I will pick. Um, hold on. Let's see. Shingo Takagi. <laughs> Robert, who do you Robert, got? that was a great impression of Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I will. I have my pretend like I know who that is. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Okada. Whoa. Didn't see that one coming. Nice. And Mike, well, I'm gonna go. You an idea of who's on the table still? Because I do have a table, right on the table are Adam Hangman Page, Ryan Danielson, Randy Orton, um, Britt Baker, Becky Lynch. Uh, we have uh, Jade Cargill. We have Adam Cole trying to reach the table. We have Adam Cole trying to reach the table. We have uh, Austin Theory, Cameron Grimes. Kushida. That was quite a drop uh, from Austin Theory to Cameron Grimes. <laughs> we got Dom. You, we got Shane McMahon. We got New Day. We got Dragunov. There's a bunch you of have people. not mentioned my pick, which is Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. Ooh. Interesting. He's a guy I, I kind of wanted to do the honorable mention because it's like, I can't believe I didn't pick that guy. And I know, I think if we did have tag teams, we'd say FTR, but I think as a single star, like, dude, that that fight, like an eight year old girl shirt, and, and all of the the build around that, he sh they still should have sold so much more. That's such a great fucking line and a great story, and could get anyone into wrestling who isn't even a fan because it's such a human thing. Dax is Dax is great. I think. I mean, you got the sleeper pick. You got Montez, which was going to probably be my next pick. I think that dude's fantastic. And Jay Uso is the other one. That's if he, if it wasn't for the fact that he's in this tag team, he would be top, you know, five singles wrestler in the world. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know, Jimmy's been steering him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to Dynamite or Dub. We hope you enjoyed our draft. It'll be interesting to see which one. Which promotion do you guys like the best? I really do think I have the best promotion, um, but I'm born to run a wrestling company. That would be the dumb thing I would do if I won a billion dollars is I would start running a wrestling company. It would I would completely fucking... Oh, uh, yeah. A fucking billionaire like, with no knowledge of wrestling running a company. What would that look like? Let's talk Dynamite. I'd hire Robert, Scott, Mike. I'd hire all you guys. You guys would be my booking committee. Oh, Jesus. Wait, a billionaire with a booking committee? Yeah, that's what a, a BB. That's and then you guys would have to call me BB, and I would wear sunglasses inside and have those little rolly shoes, and dogs were allowed in the office. It's been a month since my mom died, guys. <laughs> uh, 
I'm still, uh, everyone processes things differently. All right. <laughs> hey, my dad died and I didn't get any money off of him. But speaking of dads and money, let's talk dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike is going through it because he was thinking about buying a tugboat costume. Uh, dynamite or dynamite. <laughs> I'm going to let Robert take over. Robert. Sure, since I took the notes, I did the homework. The show opened with an ambulance trying to take Tony Khan away to the mental hospital after people saw this sketch. It turns out it was actually just the Young Bucks who were again attacked off camera because these guys are not bumping until they leave. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Sting took on Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sabian. And what I'm guessing was Kip's Make-A-Wish. Uh, there was a video package for the four pillars, so you got eight seconds of MJF on this show. Uh, type, top Flight took on The Guns. The Kingdom interfered because this was an old SmackDown video game and just random guys come running out. Uh, afterwards, FTR found a loophole to get back to WWE by saying, hey, if we job to you guys, I guess we just have to leave AEW. Darn it. Uh, Jade Cargill is in the back uh, doing a promo where they're going to serve Taya Valkyrie for stealing her finishing move. Uh, Stokely Hathaway took on a hook and exposed the business by having Stokely take an insane bump on a guardrail as a guy with no legitimate major wrestling training. Uh, then Adam Cole came out for the short segment and was cut off by Danny Garcia in a vacuum of charisma that almost destroyed the universe. And lastly, Kenny Omega and Don Callis were in the back where Don said, your friends are at the hospital. They'll be fine. Go out there and wrestle, which is the closest he's ever come to being Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, Robert, I mean, you know, Dealer's choice. Who do you want to go to first? Uh, well, Mike dropped off. So, uh, Dan, we'll start with you. What did you think hour one? I thought hour one was pretty bad for the most part. I, I mean, I thought the uh, – I, I Mike is back in. I thought that um, that the hook – that it was like that – I was kind of annoyed by the hook match, even though like – because it was like the match we finally wanted to see where a guy gets his hands on the manager – but there was no like, but it still didn't make sense. Like they should have had the rest of the firm lock. Like it, 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 this was the easiest way to do it. You have Dan Housen lock the rest of the firm in a room so they can't leave. And then you can just, just do that exact match. But I just didn't understand. Like, was there a stipulation like the firm couldn't interfere? What was, I'm sure they announced that on, uh, you know, the terms and conditions page of the AEW website, which you have to read every week because they update it. Uh, MAGA goes in there and she updates it every every week or so. But part of it, that the reason it kind of sucks is like we don't want to see Stokely get his ass kicked because he's not like a it's not running a major stable of unstoppable monsters. It's a sad stable. That you just kind of feel bad for him and you don't want to see him get beat up because it already sucks that you have to be associated with the firm. You know, when you say that, Robert, it's kind of I, I've never thought of it this way. But so many managers in AEW feel like Tony Khan, where they're just like kind of losers surrounding themselves with wrestlers because they don't have real friends. We don't know if Tony doesn't have real. He could have a real friend. First of yeah, all, Stokely's, Stokely's yeah, kid. Yeah, his dad yeah. bought him Richard Pryor in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Stokely's a good enough guy. He can get better <laughs> friends than like Big Bill Morrissey. I mean, he probably hangs out with the guy who's like the Jacksonville Jaguar, right? Because you know, does he have to? Maybe, maybe that's like part of the deal. 
I don't know, man. Dan, any other thoughts on hour one besides uh, Stokely? Um, yeah, I mean, besides besides that, uh, I just didn't think it was it was very good. I, I don't understand why the kingdom is involved. I mean, I thought that, um, you know, I, I I thought that it was a good way to get out of the gun thing. Did we talk about the first hour was the guns and FTR too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was cool. I I like this little segment. That was the only bit of business I really enjoyed in this first hour. Um, I feel like I've seen that fucking Butcher and the Blade, Darby Allen, Sting match like a million fucking times. I don't really care if they add Orange Cassidy or or Kip Sabian. And I, I really don't get Kip Sabian, man. I just don't. I don't understand like what what they see in him where they keep giving this guy a shot. I mean. You know, you're struggling to get your other young guys over. Don't try to push somebody who's just not going to get over. Yeah, he's unpushable. He has, like, Cheshire cat qualities somehow. It's bizarre. Well, they gave man. him that, like, months-long story where he's wearing the brown bag over his head and the cra- and then that went nowhere. No, he gave that to himself, I've heard. So oh, he was boy. injured, and so he was just like, you know what? I'm going to go in the crowd every episode and wear a bag over my head, and it's like... Well, I can't tell you not to, I guess. Reason number one billion why Tony's not Vince. Do you think any wrestler is just going to be like, hey, Vince, I'm going to go out there and do this. The fuck you are. Okay, sir. Thank you. Well, you know, Vince asked Christian to do that. (laughs) I could actually see Christian doing that. And it's how he had Shane and Stephanie with Linda. (laughs) (laughs) And he still did her from behind. (laughs) <laughs> anyway that was my review of the first hour scott what did you think of this first hour um i genuinely loved the opening ambulance segment because um obviously it, you know the hangman moment of holding the door is a nice touch and it is a really fun story but then when you realize that don is obviously trying to separate them too you go oh yes fun 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 um there's a storyline there too that that me personally I'm genuinely interested in. So I liked throughout the night I liked all the backstage stuff involving Kenny and Don. I know I think that was in the first hour as well when yeah it was the Don end of the was first like hour. yeah pay attention to the match. I really enjoyed that stuff and that feud. Um and then you know okay opening match right you have uh Orange come out Darby come out Sting come out and you're like wow this is about to be a really hot uh dynamite episode and then their opponents are just man just no uh, i'm not not a fan of uh it's unfortunate i'm really not a fan of butcher and blade like i i would never go oh fire people but uh i have never maybe once enjoyed a thing they've done there which kind of stinks dude like get a different gimmick, maybe if Butcher and Blade is not working. Well, especially because like the, Bunny, Bunny, what is the better the version of that. Did the, Sorry, what did, did you the say? Did disappear? <laughs> uh, no, I said I said it, 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 I don't know where she she went. It's Easter, you know. She's busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I just thought that like the, when you have House of Black, who's just a better version of that, and when you have Judgment Day, who's a better version of that. And when you have uh, that new Sonata group in New Japan, that's a better version of that. It's called Just Five Guys, by the way. When you have Dark Order, that's still a better version than this, which is saying something. Oh, sure. I mean, at least Dark Order 
it's it's the Adams family. It's the monsters. Like they're letting you know you're not supposed to be afraid of them, you know, while still dressing scary. Kip Sabian is man, such a bummer. I feel bad for him. Like I watch him and I feel bad because he is talented and he is a lot of things, but it's like he's just one of those guys who like doesn't know that you shouldn't hand out your headshot, you know, like we meet these guys all the time where it's like, oh, you are good looking. You do seem talented. Um, why do you also seem driven by the wrong things and talent is somehow um, not something that just shines off of you in like an authentic way, but in a manufacturing He's living way. in the shadow of Joey Janela. Yeah, so... he feels very Austin Theory. I think Theory has, you know, a similar issue where you're like, uh, I don't know, some people, they just have a thing. It's a lack of something. It. Anyway, um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about that match. Then right after that, sorry, this Zoom thing popped up. Um, I did like the four pillows, uh, pillars, pillows, the four pillars video package. Uh, I do agree that having MJF in in that small amount of tonight's show is is not good. It's a detriment. But I liked it. I liked the Kenny and El Ijo video package. I even liked the tag match. Like I didn't mind the tag match and the FTR. Uh, gimmick at the end i don't like that the kingdom was involved but i was like okay whatever i liked the jade segment backstage i didn't care about that and i loved the stokely thing um i did and and that's it right that's the first hour that was the first hour yeah. okay Mike. so the first hour i it felt a little empty but i didn't hate it mike i mean it's so funny because now they're doing house shows and their tv shows have never felt more like house shows <laughs> you know like that opening match was just a house show match you know and it's fun like the the sting doing the orange cassidy stuff was a cool moment uh orange cassidy with the makeup you know shit like that i don't like this is the inconsistency of this company how is dan Housen not here he's he's uh getting surgery oh he's injured they i think they mentioned it at one point that he was injured and he was getting surgery from the oh tag match or something like that okay because he's never been consistently on anyway but this would have been a fun hit with those guys uh but nah i i thought that this was you know it was okay the stokely and hook thing i mean you know i like goofy wrestle crap the most out of all of us and and, and old school goofy shit the most and the manager getting theirs is always fun you know heenan in the weasel suit Cornette getting his knees blown out Owned by the Road Warriors, um, as opposed to his wife getting blown out. But um, I by the Road Warriors, <laughs> by the Road Warriors. Yeah. What a rush! That's why Hawk drinks. <laughs> Road Warriors is anyone who uh, travels from their home to Ohio Valley to learn. Road so Warriors I, is Hyden anyone Wright who works in. the drive-through when uh, Cornette is there. Uh, I, I, yeah, but this was fine. I mean, the thing with the, the guns, they're, they're just really bad on the mic. And FTR, like, that, that should have been more of a moment. Them, you know, saying that they're willing to leave the company and all of that. Like, you should have seen the guns talk about that. Like, the, oh, we could be the guys who retired. Like, we didn't see why they wanted to do that. It just felt kind of rushed, and and also, I mean, without spoiling it, like the acclaimed are on fucking rampage this week. I mean, it just 
this division's in the in the crapper, and I I think you kind of you kind of need the FTR to win those belts and revive it a little because the the guns and they I mean they're just there did you mean people, that pun by the way Mike yeah <laughs> they're just people like on this show speaking of the microphones that shouldn't be like Mark Sterling um you know and having Sterling so close to Stokely it, it, it just it's and Sterling's just not good at all um i don't know man yeah a lot of this was fucking amateur hour uh but um you know there were moments i i do think the whole young bucks amb- i think they're the worst people to put in an ambulance angle because they're the least sympathetic and even when you saw matt getting carted he was kind of smiling and conscious and stuff like they couldn't Bring even back pop a buck Put him back in the ambulance. Do these these guys can't even <laughs> sell a fucking fake beating that doesn't even happen? <laughs> That's how bad they are at taking any of it seriously. And and Kenny is just an awful actor and an awful promo. And um, him being awful. given, I wouldn't say he's awful. He's everything he says feels insincere. You never feel like you're listening to a human being talking. Let's I mean, just... you need to, you need to, you need to visit Canada and realize it's all of them, okay? <laughs> Even Cody learned how to talk like a human a little bit. Well, um, yeah, Robert. Anyway, what you uh, so, so for our, look, I will praise Tony Khan in the sense that he understood when you're doing a two-hour show, you want a through line, and the through line here, there were multiple through lines. It was who attacked the Bucks, how is this going to affect Kenny, and it's all building to your main event. That's the way you do it. It's attitude era. You're opening with there's chaos going on. You don't know what's happening. I I, I don't mind that. I don't. Uh, yes, the Bucks being the ones attacked. There's no sympathy for them. They continue to take bumps off camera, which is weird. The opening six men felt like I was watching an episode of like Challenge, where it's like, well, you're getting three stars against three nobodies. I, I don't care. Um, top flight and the guns was was fine. The guns just don't feel like tag champs they don't feel particularly important and the ftr announcing the what they're announcing is because they're playing with the internet who knows their contract is coming up but it's like oh have they signed have they not signed are we doing a summer of punk thing <coughs> um i would not have done stokely and hook in hour one because you just had that six-man tag that kind of devolved into comedy with sting doing the orange cassidy spots and then sting bouncing kip sabian around um and I didn't like Stokely taking the bump on the bicycle rack because that is a legitimately scary looking move that you should save for wrestlers doing that to other wrestlers. If Stokely does that and his back isn't broken and he's in traction for the next three months, you've killed a really big spot. Uh, speaking of killing big spots, Adam Cole comes back and they're like, who is my opponent going to be? And it's Danny Garcia. And Ooh. it is the whatever air was left in that building being let out. And then Danny having to talk through his resume and you realize when he's like, I've been in more main events than anyone else. And I beat Brian Danielson and I beat all these guys. And you realize it doesn't mean anything. Like you're like the fifth most important guy in the JAS. Like Jake Hager's hat is more over than Garcia. This feud isn't going to be the thing that's going to fix it. I don't know anyone that's really excited for it other than, Hey, maybe they'll have a decent match in the ring, but Cole feels miscast here. Garcia feels miscast here. I'm sure the match will be fine, but you know it's just going to upset Logan. And I'm sorry, Mike. It's okay, man. Um, he did uh, feel 
like he's growing and is bigger when he saw these two children on screen. Hour two. Confidence. Yes, hour he's two. Like, he's like, wait, like Logan watched this and he's like, there's preemie adults. <laughs> uh, preemie live adults. Um, yep. Hour two that opens. like the grossest porn site ever, by the way. <laughs> it does. Preemie live adults. You're like, all right. Hour two, uh, Tony fired his shot at Vince McMahon and said, I see your WrestleMania and I top you with John Moxley versus Stu Grayson. Uh, then a uh, a Ricky Starks promo where he whined about not being on vacation and then talked about how this Juice Robinson feud makes no fucking sense. Uh, continuing the no fucking sense train, QTV is on where Aaron Solo talks about how they stole Wardlow's identity and also hacked into the Observer Twitter account to talk about wrestlers not getting hotel accommodations paid for. Uh, Sky Blue took on Tony Storm, which was a 15-star match anywhere in the country. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club beat up Stu Grayson to continue this fucking feud. And then in the main event, Kenny Omega and El Hijo de Vikingo did every flippy move imaginable to the point where none of them mattered anymore. Blackpool oh, Robert! None yeah, of that them was a great match, Robert. It that was, was they did a lot of great spots, but they just, it was... Robert, 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 how dare you say anymore? It's to begin with. Then uh sorry, after, matter the, to begin with. after the match, the Blackpool Combat yeah. Club come out to attack Kenny. Uh, but have no fear, an ambulance has been hijacked, assuming that Hangman knew what the plan was gonna be all along and stole an emergency vehicle to come back to the arena on the off chance Kenny got attacked by mystery assailants, which makes a whole lot of sense. And then Don Cowis fakes an attack because right. he knows Kenny Omega will never go back and watch an episode of Dynamite. Fucking chef's kiss storytelling. It doesn't get better than this. Dan, why was this the best Dude, episode? That last of half ever? hour was awesome. Okay, Omega and LLV. I mean, these guys. It's he's the new Mysterio. This guy. Um, no, Reynolds put Dominic together here. a match. I, I I love the Viking man. I love that match. I like the uh, the uh, the overall elite storyline. I don't agree with your criticism about. Um, you know, like, oh, and then he came back on an ambulance. How many WWE angles have we seen where they come back on the ambulance? But they're yeah. coming back to go attack the person who attacked him. Yeah. Like, but like, I... like Steve Austin came back for revenge. Foley came back for revenge. Hangman left to go take care of his friends in an ambulance. It's not like you knew that, that Kenny was going to be attacked. It's not well, like he took, I he see took the ambulance thing. back. I just don't see it being that big of a deal. He knew. Don't... Yeah. He knew because Brandon Cutler told him it was the, um, the, uh, it was Blackpool Combat Club. And why did he leave him. in the first place? He should well, have he, stayed to give him numbers. It's just well, he, he left with him no to check on sense. him, and then and then he goes, "I got to come back." The real so, thing is, he should have got an Uber. It was great that he was kind of like Mo in The Simpsons, and that he had a board with a nail in it, like <laughs> he was chasing off the aliens. <laughs> I I mean, I just I just love that match. I mean, we, you know, it's just a great lucha match. Um, you know, do I think it's the best match they've ever had on Dynamite? Which is what Meltzer is saying. Um, Shocking. No, I don't think it's the best match they have on Dynamite. And everything else in that hour, I completely forget, which gives you an idea of what I thought of that hour. I mean, Moxley versus Stu Grayson, you're just kind of like, why the fuck are you pushing some dude who you let go from the company and now he's in a storyline again? And this is just a holdover storyline because the it's really going to be Blackpool Combat Club versus uh, the Elite. That's where the, the money feud is. And I just don't understand. I mean, I do think that that was the best sky blue match I've ever seen, but that doesn't mean that I should 
see sky blue on tv you know weekly i mean she's always the one who faces these girls it's real weird man i mean you know it's it's she she can't i understand i guess like there's like younger dude wrestling fans who have a crush on her or something um and that's you know why they're going for it um but i just you know it's it's just not there for me man she should be call her sky green yeah (laughs) they should uh they should she should be on dark but as far as the match was concerned look i mean this is kind of I I realize watching this I, I have to start watching AEW the way I watch New Japan, which it's like oh if there's a match that I hear about that I'm really excited about I should watch it, rather than trusting them to like put together a TV show that I want to watch every week. Um, yeah, you need to be able to fast forward through everything you watch. That's kind of a live sports based show. Okay, but they have a massive roster of guys that they've assembled to put together one two-hour TV show. Like, I get WWE has nine hours of weekly programming and they voluntarily split their roster in half and it's tough. Tony can pick whoever he wants to do whatever matches and segments he wants. It doesn't have to be this repetitive and skippable. Even with three hours, and I I think the Kenny match was the match of the week, nothing on Raw as far as match quality-wise compared to that. But Raw was a better show, you know? Even with the end when, like, Cody kind of did the shoot when Roman did the shoot promo on Cody, which I thought was kind of like, eh, I don't know if you really want to fuck with business that way. Um, I, you know, it just, it was a more well put together show and it just feels like, you know, it, it just feels like uh, what I used to like about dynamite is that anything could happen and it was kind of crazy. And now it just feels more random than crazy. It feels more like, all right, well, let's just like the analogy Robert made about the kingdom coming in and it feeling like a wrestling video game. Where it's like, what are these guys connected to this guy's? I, I get it. They want to give top flight, I guess, the Ring of Honor tag titles. But, you know, it just. What, what did know, they the do whole... to piss off Tony? <laughs> I, I just didn't care about anything but the main event. And and I dig the storyline, man. I mean, at least they're telling a the story there, you know, like everything else. But but why was MJF on the show for a minute and a half? Can't like, take off. I, I guess, but do something more. Like, this is the case with MJF. Every other week, they did this with fucking Hangman. They did this with uh, with Moxley, where it's like you got to have your world champion every week if you want us to give a shit about them. And you know, we didn't we didn't talk about it, but the Adam Cole Danny Garcia thing. I know Robert mentioned it a little bit. Bad. I mean, th- obviously bad, but the fans were going fucking crazy for Cole to the point where it's like, oh no, he is gonna be the guy to beat MJF in. Come December, I'm really whatever, nervous about February that. or whatever, like, uh, which is shocking. But also, and I think this will be a good match. I think because we're getting Garcia versus um, Adam Cole, we'll probably get Jericho versus Cole at Double or Nothing. Oh God! And I'm I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Jericho I'll tell has you right, great right, right. singles matches at pay per views, man. I, I'll tell you this right now, Scott. That Tony looks at Cole's height. And he's like, oh, my God, a guy my height can be champion. He's going to put the title on that dude. There's no way that Adam Cole walks out of AEW without at least one title reign. Oh, World yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I agree. Um, And, yeah, I wasn't crazy <laughs> about the second hour. I mean, what, the first half hour of the second hour? I, I mean, uh, the first, yeah, the first half hour of the second hour, yeah. Stu Grayson and John Moxley, that first few minutes, they, like, 
they didn't know how to wrestle each other. It felt like like they were genuinely uh, irritated Rough. that they weren't able to connect at all with each other. And then it picked up, but it didn't have to happen anyway. Whatever, it was fine. The Sky Blue Tony Storm match, I didn't care about it. I I hate the the green spray paint. It is so bad. NWO did spray paint. Nobody else should be allowed to do it. DX started doing it, and I hated it. Uh, it's ass. And the the Kenny Omega LEO match was so so great. You know, Robert said every move imaginable, and I think the reason I loved it so much was it was moves that were uh, in a match, like unimaginable. I've never, I couldn't imagine this in my life. Some of this stuff, and I thought Taz was like the third man in this match, where his reaction throughout it made the match for me where he was genuinely reacting like, look, I'm a guy who I've seen everything and this is so good. It's making me laugh. Like I'm getting giddy over how unbelievable this guy is. And the, the fact look, that the, Kenny just Scott, sold for the, the guy, the, the spots were really good, but it felt like we were just jumping from spot to spot to spot. And there were certain points where you literally saw like Viking. And I get, get it. He hasn't worked a lot of like live us TV where he's just trying to think, okay, what's the next spot I got to do? Where do I have to be? And you saw the strings a lot. Uh, I'm not saying the moves were too, man. They're, the ref was in the like right in that turnbuckle when Viking. I mean, their refs are just so bad. Dude, their refs, their refs are say not that, great. And I'm glad you say that because I watched this match with Khalees and she really enjoyed it, but she kept on bringing up the referee and she was like, this guy is terrible. He is trying to ruin the match. Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on. They have like either it's guys who don't know what they're doing, like in that main event, or it's like Bryce Remberg and Aubrey Plaza, where we not Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Edwards, <laughs> where they're just like mugging it the whole fucking time. Oh, they're Bryce like, is the worst. I've told you he's my least favorite referee of all time. He makes it all about him. He sucks. But uh, yeah, that ref last night, man, he was he was like way too close to the action. Just you know, uh, uh. Leo is is climbing to the top ropes, which is totally allowed, and he's just flipping out. Like every time he got to the top ropes, he's like, "Get down, get down!" Why? He's but allowed would, to wrestle. I would argue that Bandito was a much made made a better impression on me than than Vikingo did. I think here, I think Bandito was a was a more well rounded wrestler, and you're like, "Wow, this guy could be the next Rey Mysterio that they have." And he's really captivating and really interesting. And now he's uh, uh, where is he, <laughs> Mike? Where is he? He's taking care of his abuela. Uh, no, I'm here. It's just, no, I know you're uh, here. I just didn't know if Band if you were with Banditos. Mike, Bandito's settle the debate. What did you think of the main event? Um, I thought Commander. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, Vikingo was great. <laughs> I love Commander. He, I mean, that to reward him with that ladder match a few weeks ago and putting him in the I mean, look, it's like, I thought the idea, like, there is pieces of a decent story here, you know, but they're not telling all of it. Like, Kenny losing in trios matches, losing in Winnipeg, like, that's, you know, and then him wanting to do singles and, you know, or Don fucking him up. Like, there's interesting things there, but they announced the match not on television or anything. It's just going to happen, and here it happens. And I think that... um this is, you know, my problem with these work rate matches is that they're interchangeable. Like, and and this one was better than others, but it's like just going to the circus and watching juggling. It's like, you know, uh, or I was, or like magic, like, a ma like the, the magic trick itself isn't 
the most impressive thing. It's the showmanship and the whole Prestige. build of the trick and afterwards. And and this was just, you know, like Pat Oswald does that bit about the the magician who oh, yeah, gets paid less and he just yeah. takes a bunch of shit out of a hat. Here's a rabbit. Here's this. Here's that. That's this. And then, you know, and then you do ah. a five minute post match thing. Vikingo has nothing to do with it. So that could have been any opponent at all. He's just relegated to the side. Um, you know, uh, there's a fucking. Was it non DQ? Because why was there a table spot? Like, <laughs> it was fucking stupid to me. Um, and if this is the best match that Meltzer's ever seen on Dynamite, I think he fundamentally misunderstands wrestling. I will say that about from one autistic wow. to another. I think you sir, do not get fucking wrestling. Like, I, I think you have like, like a. I, I think you 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 make connections that aren't there based on assumptions, uh, when you're looking down at your phone. Like El Ijo was doing things I've never seen before, so to be like, oh, this is like, it, it's interchangeable. Well, it's not. I've never seen anything like that. That but, was really but, but fucking Scott. Cool. How did that play into the post match? It didn't. But it, it's irrelevant. So this is how it plays into it. And what's what's actually funny about the storyline is Don is all of us. He wants Kenny to go singles, and he's going to do everything he can. He to wanted make this it match. He wanted a. He yes, wanted a, uh, Don is the one who wants Kenny to go singles. Why didn't we see that? Why didn't friends? we see the progression? We do. To we, the match. we saw it throughout the entire night. It's just you're not good. It had already attention. been announced. I mean, there I, wasn't any. I don't need to tell you something that your family hasn't told you already. You're not paying attention. Watch the backstage segments. The whole time, Don does not want. No, Kenny I get that, Scott, but because he wants him alone. We should have seen the match made on television, if that's the case. And Kenny's resignation to do a singles match and Don's insistence on it. We didn't see any of the decision making. The decision was already made off camera. Sure, sure. You know, whereas you're looking at like WWE now and two of the big stories, you know, which which fucking Alvarez, who's a fucking goofball, you know, complains that they haven't announced the matches yet, but a big part of a match, right? It's like, will the will Owens and Zayn team up to fight the Usos? Will Dom fight right? Like that matters as much, if not more, than the match. And the pop of yes, we will wrestle can be the biggest fucking pop because you're telling a great story. Absolutely. And this this didn't have any of that. This is all I'm saying. I I, I think that the work rate, yeah, was great, but any any like anything could have had like. Kenny could have had a 16-minute match with Kip Sabian, and you still could have done that thing at the end. It just it didn't factor into anything. And now this is another guy that we saw that we're impressed by that's not even in the fucking company when you have all these great stars you're not putting on. Oh, he'll be back, baby. I think a factor is it's like you go, well, it could have been any match. Well, yeah, it could have been a shittier match, but then we would have got a shittier match. We're getting something unbelievable and then a good storyline too. Yeah. Is there the argument... That um, you know, AEW is the one place, one promotion that that has other people from other promotions come in, and they're they're different from WWE in that way. I'm just asking that as like a devil's advocate question. If that's no, their no, gimmick, Mike, then Mike, Mike's fine. Mike's turn but... everybody away at the board. Well, no, hold Let's on, be hold honest. on. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> yeah, no, Dan. you signed Bandito. Like you signed a guy. Put him on hold fucking on. TV. Here's the thing, Dan. What you just described is basically PWG. 
where they would just bring like it was like an agnostic company where guys can come in from anywhere and have great matches and it was a lot of fun for that audience and if that's the product you're presenting great AEW tries to present as a property a company that has intellectual property that they want you to care about their talent that's on screen and buy their shirts and video games if a video game ever comes out and action figures and invest in the emotions and storylines. That is not the same place where you can just do random guy A versus random guy B. That's a totally different promotion than a global company that they're trying to make themselves. So, But can no. you try to become both? Can you, can you find a way to appease... Uh, both fans can can we have democratic socialism can we dan talk to him let him know what bernie says <laughs> well i guess oh, bernie all... would sign goldberg <laughs> we're all just gonna have to agree to disagree on this no i believe in the capitalism of looking at talent signing the best talent putting them on your company and your show and building them and not just fucking these one and dones so it's like if I love El Vikingo, I'm not seeing him next week, am I? Nope. No, nah, so but you're going to see him soon. Don't worry. Yeah, but to, like to Osprey? Of, no, but I think he, I think he's going to be the new Sandman. He's the guy who sprinkles uh, dust in our eyes when we go to sleep now before we go to. Am bed. I going to see Commander again? <laughs> if if you believe hard enough, Mike, you know how Lucha, Lucha Libre works. They only appear <laughs> if you believe. Yeah, but if capitalism is the answer, it's like. Sami Zayn is a great wrestler, but you got invested in the character and storyline, and it's why Elimination Chamber did massive business. They sold out in the in, in the building. They did huge numbers for Peacock. They they draw they drew huge on social media. Like fans were invested. Yes, it was a good match, but they cared about the storyline. What about massive business like Forbidden Door Two selling out in an Forbidden hour? Door Two is a one off event that they're doing the same way WWE used to do ECW One Night Stand. It was an Massive easy sellout. Business, boys. Okay, in Toronto, where there, you know, it's it's Forbidden Door. You know what the one-off weird thing you're getting there is. You don't have well, to build to that show. It's a, it's a it's you know it's a it's a variety show. There was something on this show that because I I didn't do like I don't know if I did like the whole hour, but just one thing I want to point out, which was you know you mentioned QTV and the whole thing of the observer and the hotels and all yeah. that. It, it's so funny. Cause you know, I, I watched the segment on raw with um, Cody and reigns on um, Monday. And I was like, this is a little too inside when they're mentioning, you know, money and, and the guys and all that. I mean, I and just thought the one thing this. was really bad was the, uh, when, when, when he was like, you couldn't get over in your own company. I'm like, well, don't fucking say that. Yeah. And, and, you know, when Cena's talking about like piped in chants and stuff, it's like, I like that a little bit, but yeah. Eh, but they do that, that for a lot of guys, lot. including they've done it for Cena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but it's, it's that thing like where it's like, man, this is behind the curtain. And then watching that, that, that solo joke on fucking dynamite, I'm like, this isn't even the curtain. Like, what are we doing here? Like, who was that? Who was that joke for? Uh, that was that was to pop QT. But in, I will quickly defend that Roman. The forbidden Cody. door is oh. what Dave's kids uh, call the door that leads to Dave's office. Forbidden door is uh, uh, what uh, QT's wife calls it when she's with a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert, what were you saying? I was so going to quickly defend that Roman Cody main event set, because I think what was great about it was, yes, it was because Cody has openly, within the storyline, talked about, I left, I went elsewhere, I came back. 
and Roman, for the first time ever, his character is is scared and backed into a corner. So he's lashing out at Cody in every way he possibly can. And some of what he was saying wasn't necessarily true. And Cody wasn't rattled by it. It's like, you want to bring up my dad? Quit bringing up my dad. You want to talk about this other shit? Talk about this other shit. I don't care. When you lose, you're going to lose the bloodline. And it's the first time you've seen Roman rattle. I like that it's Roman so backed into a corner that he's using the petty childish shit that he wouldn't have to use otherwise and that it didn't uh, really I think work. I, think, uh, I don't know, man. I think you could have done the same thing and had that awesome ending. If he had just brought like, you left, you left, you left. You just didn't have to go. You couldn't get over as a babe because then like the only rational thing for Cody to say is, well, it took you fucking seven years of bombing yeah. as a baby face, you know? But then you get to the point of like, all right, now we're bringing up the fact that these guys both didn't used to be over, even though like, I mean, you saw it, Roman, like Roman and Cody, they're fucking over, man. The ratings went up this week. So it's like, I just don't think you bring this. I, I agree with Mike. I just don't think you bring this much, you know, you don't bring this much of the observer into it. All right. Hey guys, speaking now? of bring this much of the observer into it, I got some uh, breaking news, I guess. What? So CM Punk responded to Dave Meltzer on his Instagram story. Yeah. But then he quickly deleted it, I guess. But this seems to be legit. What are we in fucking he's, high school here? He's trending on Twitter. So here we go. Ready? CM okay. Punk on his Instagram story. He wrote, Sigh. I wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet. Then plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. Meaning he's talking about all in, I guess, against Moxley, right? Um, I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. <laughs> uh, I and thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. He's talking about Moxley. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay, but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, but I'll never put a company above my health ever again. Well, Punk's not coming back. Jesus shit. If that's real, what? Man, I can't wait to see him at SummerSlam. Holy oh, my God. Shit, so he, just boys. he just took down Moxley and Jericho, the other guys who have say. Wow. Okay, I just I just watched Rocky Three last week, and it's a fucking really great movie. And it, 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 I never, I never put the two together because the whole thing is, you know, like Rocky Rocky goes up against Clubber. Movie, by the way. What'd you say? It's not a great movie. Oh fuck you! (laughs) Get him, Mike. Get him. Sorry, Jeff Bridges doesn't drink whiskey in it. (laughs) (laughs) Kill shot. Oh man. So wait, even Sean Ross Sapp just wrote, I've asked AEW uh, to comment on CM Punk's now deleted Instagram story saying he wasn't cleared during the John Moxley squash match. Yo, the company's about to get in trouble, my man. Ugh. So, but the big story here is Moxley didn't want to lose to Punk? Well, the big story here is Dan doesn't time. like well, Rocky lost, Three. He lost to yeah, him. Yeah, no all. kidding. How do you he not like Rocky Three? Right? I mean, Mr. T's fun in it, and Thunderlips is fun, but it's not like, like the first movie's really good. The fourth one's fun. 
you know. But wait, but my, the my... fact that he has to get trained by Creed. Well, whoa, whoa, we're we're missing the a main point though. Punk said he's never seen a Rocky movie. Oh, then well, that I makes believe. Sense. I believe he would not. Have, yeah. Yeah. There's no way he was spending that kind of money at Blockbuster. <laughs> Amazing. With whoever he's too was busy, raising he's him. too busy pounding oh. Lita to watch Rocky punch meat. <laughs> so, so wait, so so Moxley refused to job to Punk. That was this is what Punk is saying. Oh, I, I, or at least that first time. I mean, he obviously he lost to him at in Chicago at All Out. Remember, yeah. I mean that's that's how Punk got the title back, right? So yeah, wow. Just, wow, 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 wow. Uh, and I just, I, I really had hopes that that guy was going to come back, but I did too. But and that, who knows? But, maybe it does. And now, maybe... oh no, he'll still wind up coming back. None of the like, if if Tony wants to be Vince, you you can still find a path to bring back CM Punk. There's money to be made there. Hunter will bring back Punk in a heartbeat. I, I for all the posturing and all this other bullshit, there's money in CM Punk to get him back in the ring in some way, shape, or form. Whatever that looks like, you can put him in there with uh, fucking Roman and it would do well. Uh, there's opportunities for CM Punk to still make money because there's really nothing you can do in wrestling to get fully canceled. Well, you guys hey, remember Dan the end of Rocky Dan picked 3? Him for his draft. When, so Dan's you guys him. remember the end of Rocky 3 when, um, when uh, Rocky's doing the press conference after a second match with Clubber and he's eating muffins? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I fucking hate all the other people in this company. Holy's a piece of shit. <laughs> Have you seen Stallone though? He's like, because somebody bought the rights to Rocky, and he like, yeah, he's been like photoshopping that guy and like vampire teeth and shit. But he got oh, oh yeah, Irvin Winkler, I think it. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a it's, uh, real, it's not a good look. It's a real apparently because it was like above. I don't know. I don't know enough. About I the- also want to see Stallone trying to use Photoshop. That'd be way more interesting. <laughs> He, it, he well, if you saw the photo, he definitely did it because hey, how do you, how do you, it's how pretty do you, terrible how do you, looking. How do you cut and paste? <laughs> hey, you know he's a director, man. I mean, he did have a robot, so right. I guess it would make sense. I don't know if you guys saw that last Rambo movie, but it is like a Trump dream. It's fucking. It is a terrible. Movie. Oh, terrible! So bad. It's such that that we can agree on. That was terrible. Yeah. But the, you know the Rambo when he came back was pretty good. The one in Myanmar, yeah, the two thousand eight, yeah. So was Rocky Balboa, and then he like he just has to keep. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah. what's he gonna? He, he's gonna go back to Judge Dredd too, or something? You know, that's not those Creed work. movies do well, and they, they're yeah. drawing eyeballs to Peacock. Oh, they're fantastic, man! Creed, the yeah, Creed Peacock, movies. Are I hear it's the greatest. All right, I, haven't, I haven't seen that third one, but I, I, Jonathan Majors as Kang, fucking great. He's awesome. yeah, I like that guy. All right, high spot, low spot. I'll start. High spot. When I think of Sami Zayn's year, like I'm talking last WrestleMania to this WrestleMania, this may be the most complete year a professional wrestler has ever had as far as just like being into everything they've done. I mean, he went from jackass to bloodline. I mean, there just hasn't been one fucking strikeout. Also, there's a really cool video about like why Austin, uh, what Jim Johnston, like basically using Rage Against the Machine to get inspired to do Austin's music, really fun. And I'll do that main event of Dynamite. My low spot is just everything AEW Twitter, man. Like 
Eddie Kingston coming out and being like, he's on Instagram being like, the reason I deleted my Twitter is because they were mean to Riho. It's like, we know that that wasn't, they called you Pudgelopolis or something, you know, like, <laughs> like they called you, like they called you dumpy. And that was the reason that you deleted it. Cause you were talking about fucking big show farting in disco Inferno's face like six months <laughs> ago, which was like the all time most embarrassing tweet. <laughs> Uh, so, like, just get off social media or hire somebody. It's embarrassing. Uh, and Tony has been the worst at this uh, as far as just, like, I don't know, man. I just can't see a major, you know, like, when Elon Musk does it, it's fucking dumb. And when Tony does it, it's fucking dumb. When you're at this stage of business, when you're a CEO or executive, you can't fucking tweet shit like that. No, you you can't tweet about how... When people are legitimately saying like, hey, it's cool you're doing this uh, Viking-O match. Would have been nice if you told who, like, the fans who this guy was in advance. And he's like, anyone who was tweeting this, these are fake bot accounts. And then someone's like, yeah, but you know, you spent a lot of time online or whatever. He's like, I used to read Scott Keith. <laughs> oh, that's just like, please stop. Begging you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my low spot. Robert, high spot, low spot? Uh, I'm going to do my low spot first, then my high spot. My low spot, uh, there was video footage uh, from the AEW house show this past weekend. Britt Baker and Anna Jay. And it was clipped. So it was only three. This is the worst professional wrestling you will probably ever see. I, I I have had conversations with a variety of different people about this. Like, this is beyond embarrassing that this was allowed to go out there and happen. I get that it's not on TV. They were moving so slow. It was so like sky blue is fucking Muda at this point. If you watch this footage right there and people paid for this for a house show. Like, dude, you know what the main event was, right? Oh, I, the main event, John Moxley bled in the main event. So I, I'm yeah, aware against that. against Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Yeah, but it's like this was. I get that you know they got to work stuff. Out. This was embarrassingly bad. Uh, and the referee did the cardinal sin of wrestling, which is you have to treat it like it's real. It's on the wrestlers. And he got to nine. Anna Jay forgot to go back in the ring, and he just stopped counting, which is just like. I get the referees in AEW suck. That was inexcusable. My high spot, so I want to add something positive on my end here. Maybe my high spot of the year. The latest inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. I was going to fucking, yeah. Andy Kaufman. Uh, this is, I mean, a massive part of my wrestling fandom, my comedy fandom as a kid growing up. This guy is absolutely fucking incredible. The stuff he did in wrestling, it wasn't just a celebrity appeared once. He got in like the muck. Like he was in Memphis for several weeks, a lot of storylines, month after month. He loved it. He blazed the trail for what Logan Paul does now. The thing with him and Lawler on Letterman is an all-timer. My Breakfast with Blassie is great. There was the specialties to air on Comedy Central about Andy as a, a wrestler. I remember them like interviewing like Robin Williams and all these like big celebrities at the time talking about this. And it was so cool to see the, the intersecting of, of worlds. And uh, I think this is fantastic on the part of Hunter. Cause I don't think Vince would have ever done this because Andy originally went to Vince senior and wanted to do Damn. something with him. And Vince senior said, I don't want this nonsense as part of my show. Uh, and then he wound up going to Memphis. So 
this is fantastic. Kudos to the WWE for for putting Andy Kaufman in there, and uh, this is the fucking best. And you know, you know, another thing Vince Senior turned down Hogan doing Rocky Three. Yes, he did, and that's why to AWA. Mike, yeah. spot was but um, Vince Senior, what a fucking idiot! <laughs> if only he would have pulled out. Okay, my low spot is the. The tugboat hat that could fit me. Um, there was one available left. It is now sold out. So you I really cannot... were buying it. I thought that was a joke. Ah, wait, uh, who else bought a tugboat buddy, hat? Buddy, you have my number. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was all laughs and not tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the true low spot of the show. <laughs> all right, keep going. Sorry. I just get sadder with it. I just don't fucking like, <laughs> dad dying and then buying a tugboat costume. <laughs> I just picture Adina cutting a chef's hat shorter and putting it on. Like, is that good enough? And you're like, mm-hmm. I just just imagine like a guy dressed in as tugboat crying in front of his dad's grave, <laughs> sitting in a bubble bath. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This is my favorite. I just dad, looked this dad, up. I'm like, I wish I got to bury him at sea. <laughs> well, I have I got my mom's urn, urn last weekend, and there have been many times. Oh I'm yes, Sarah to say oh yes and hold it while I did the pose, but I did not. <laughs> All right, I just looked this up on on eBay. There is a tugboat autographed hat. You want to guess how much this is going for on eBay? Twenty dollars. One thousand fifty dollars. thousand dollars. A thousand fifty or best offer. So if someone wants to pitch thirty bucks to this guy and see if they can get this for Mike, I got to make Lawrence up. Taylor autograph for ten dollars. Hey, wait, wait! <laughs> I got frame. there's one for thirty dollars. I think. I am oh, looking man. at this right now. This yeah. is unbelievable. Well, now we know what Mike's high spot is. But Mike, what's your high spot? Uh, my high spot. I mean, I was going to say Kaufman is a. It's just a a cool thing, and this Hall of Fame is great. I mean, I'll just say, man, like, I, you know, I got tickets to uh, Mania, and I thought by now they talked me out of being excited about it, but the build is fucking great. There's a... What, a match, few... you, what, what match are you most excited for? I think I'm going on night one, and so I know I'm not going to see, you know, Cody Reigns. Um, okay, I would love to see Dominic and Ray. I, I pitched a spot that, that I thought... But yeah, I think that's gonna be Sunday. But I, the spot I pitched was that Dominic gets in the six one nine position with his head in the ropes and race because you, you said like you should spank him, but that's how yeah. he should spank him. Uh, that'd be f- fucking roll. I I think the 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 Sammy um the the Usos tag match I think is gonna main event night one, and I think that that's gonna be a really fantastic thing. And and even dude like. I'm excited. It's for the gonna Logan be on Paul. night one, but I don't think it's gonna main event it. They're saying Charlotte Rhea is definitely main eventing. That makes sense. Yeah. If it's but, Rhea Killinger, that could be fun. Yeah, I think that I I don't you won't main a you won't main event with a squash unless it's Hogan and Yokozuna in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um but I, I think that uh yeah, just this build has been fucking good. And dude, this thing that they're teasing, I know we record on Thursdays and is on airs on Fridays, but the Ray's uh, wife, Dominic's mom, is going to be there, and that's yeah, the moment that, that Ray's going to say yes to the match. Probably that's good fucking shit, man. 
Such there, good shit. He's that storyline is awesome. Or horror or something, you think? Yeah, or- he's going to basically say, like, Dad, you were an absentee dad, but Mom's bed sure wasn't empty. Ooh. Dude, there's gonna be there's gonna be a mommy line with with Rhea where he's like, she's my mommy now. That's gonna be fucking awesome. Dude, and I hope he stutters it like he's a little afraid to say it, like she's yeah. gonna take off her shoe if he says it, you know? Yeah, yeah. This, That's what's this, so great about this it. This is such a great from, feud, man. This is why Dom has so much heat because even when he <laughs> says says uh, God damn it. All right, hey, one second. Uh <laughs> all right, what high spot, low spot, Scott. Uh, okay genuinely my high spot is and i gotta say it and you guys said it but the andy kaufman induction um it's maybe like the only movie i saw with my dad in a movie theater was man on the moon the first like legit book i ever read was andy kaufman revealed by bob smuda i was in like the fourth grade uh oh smuda has to be the one to probably like go up and do the speech i think i think Tony Clifton has to show Let's up. Let's just say he show he yeah. dress he dresses Clifton. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Um I want Jim Carrey, man. Get the fucking star. Carrey would be great, but I think if you get Zamuda up there That's as fun. Clifton That's a fun roasting thing, yeah. roasting the wrestlers. Sure. Yeah. yeah uh, I would, that I would, would be awesome. That. But Carrey and Waller do not like each other because I guess like Oh yeah, yeah. Harry acted like a dick in real life like because he thought that's what Andy would have done with Jerry and Waller just kept going, Hey man, we were friends when we didn't shoot. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, yeah, that yeah. Kaufman the, Dude, the, we hung out, we were cool. Yeah. The Jim Carrey documentary on Netflix about him making it was so fucking weird. It's and really uncomfortable. He, he's like channeling him like with Andy's family. It's uh Yeah, it's unacceptable. They should have you're watching uh, Milo's foreman die. When he's like, okay, okay, Jim, can you stand over here? And he's like, I'm not Jim, I'm Andy. Okay, Andy, can you please? Also, fuck Milos for for Lance Russell still being alive and they use Jim Ross and they make Lance Russell the ring announcer. All right, that was just me. I don't know. But but Robert, you know that was JR. Because like Jerry was going to film and JR was like, wait, I'm not in it. Yeah, exactly. Foreman saw that. He's like, that's an expressive face we got to put on film. <laughs> and, and you know, this is also a high spot, but also a low spot. So I'm just throwing it out there. But um, uh, Sonata won the New Japan Cup this uh, this past weekend. And so he'll be fighting. You think they're going to put the title on him? I don't know, man. Because, so, okay, so and I, I could be wrong. It's either seven or eight, but... Okada and Sonata have fought each other eight times, and Okada's beaten them every time. And now Sonata has this Number new one. Group. He lost at uh, G1. Yeah, yeah. He, he, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, now uh, I'm disappointed that Jim Ross isn't there to have to listen to him try to call an Okada-Sonata match. <laughs> well, Sonata left Los Ingobernables. That's a really big deal. Is, is, is JR the one who got stuck in the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that but, uh, wait? Are we talking? About, are we talking about Busy Hyatt's pussy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, go. speaking of, I'll I have just, Moxley I'll jokes. I got to read. A dark journey. <laughs> what Scott? Well, but anyway, it's a, a, a low spot. Is this dude Okada right now? I mean, look, I didn't even pick him for my roster uh, three hours ago when we started the podcast because he's just in a funk. He's a great wrestler. But he feels like a like a twenty five year veteran in New Japan right now, and I don't know what you do with that other than send him somewhere else. Uh, That's why I drafted him, Scott. Oh damn! Here we go. They've been leaning on him pretty hard, dude. I know, and they have to, man. Yeah, there's nobody else. 
Dude, he's only 35. Wow. I know. It's madness. It's madness. Yeah. Should go so, away. Yeah, that's a low spot. So. Hopefully they're doing Penny Okada this year, though. That'll be cool. Oh, I mean, we're getting, yeah, we're getting Omega versus Jeff Cobb for sure. Yeah, that I don't understand. I mean, if I want to see new Forbidden Door, they really got to give me Okada and Omega again. Or Omega Osprey. Let Osprey get his win in front of an AEW crowd. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The very appreciative AEW crowd who loves seeing Will Ospreay and they're hungry for him to be back. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get our plugs in. I'm going to be at Brooklyn Comedy Club this weekend. I am filming my special June 1st, Brooklyn Comedy Club. Uh, next month, I'm going to be opening for Dan Soder in uh, Indianapolis, <clears throat> which should be fun. Um, I'm in uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania this Tuesday night. Doing a one-off there, and is uh, that near Return of the Jedi, Pennsylvania? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a two-hour trip from the city. That's all I know. Um, but I'm gonna be headlining out in Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, man, just uh, you know, check out our merch, join our Twitter, listen to us, blah 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 blah. Robert, love the enthusiasm, Dan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative underscore ish. And uh, the Patreon, $5 and $10 tier, always a good time. Yeah, what is the Patreon uh, next? What's the next WrestleMania one? 7. WrestleMania 7, baby. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Great and also, show. I will. I have my Moxley jokes right now, but you want me to save them for then? Oh, no, let's do the Moxley now? jokes. No, let's you do, do them right now? Yeah. All right. This the road to John Moxley, everybody. And right, uh, guys, fine. I'll be in Force Awakens, Delaware. <laughs> and uh, then, then Phantom Menace, Rhode Island. <laughs> hey, Phantom Menace, Rhode Island is uh, try the crab dip. It's real nice. Yeah, dude. Right. Worst is a uh, Mandalorian, Massachusetts. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Boom. <laughs> All right, John Moxley. I'm giving you guys my Moxley jokes. Uh, everybody else's are on the Patreon, so subscribe for the Patreon. Anyway, John Moxley, give it up for Terry Drunk. Did any of you guys say that? <laughs> Please, after every joke, can you ask, did anybody else say that? I know. I didn't listen to your guys' thing. Uh, in New Japan, <laughs> Death Driver is the finisher of John. In the U.S., Death Driver is the nickname of Sonny. <laughs> Moxley loves AEW because when AEW asks you to join AA, they mean Arn Anderson at the bar for a drink. Okay, there we go. Uh, the reason he's not in WWE is the same reason his name is spelt J-O-N. He hates H. <laughs> uh, when I was a little boy, my dad told me to never trust something that bleeds every month and doesn't die. <laughs> this is why I have never trusted John Moxley. He's gotten more blood on a mat than Reby Hardy after Bronco Bustering Matt in a period rage. <laughs> Uh, he's bladed more than Tanya Harding. She is more believably crazy, though. He's inflicted more self-harm than Dan refreshing the Wrestling Observer page. <laughs> uh, he acts like a guy who knocks on Al Bundy's door to pick up Kelly for a date. <laughs> and when I say he acts like that, I mean his acting is that bad. Uh, amazing he's dating a Renee Paquette and not a Darlene Connor. <laughs> uh, he looks like he tried to beat up Lloyd Christmas in a bathroom stall only to be knocked out by a swinging door he's Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining if he froze to death outside but only because his blood alcohol level made him think it was warm out 
And That's finally, like- he had the worst interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin ever. That is until St. Germain and Soder had a meeting with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Join the Patreon, though, and wash your goddamn hands. By the way, we are uh, we are currently writing the script for Stone Cold Law. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So, uh, you know. And, and, and Stone Cold Law will be the reason you guys don't get to see it. <laughs> uh, but we no, we are. Uh, it is it is a go as far as the script development is concerned. But we're having we're having fun writing it. And, uh, you know, just sometimes greatness takes a while to happen, boys. That's it. Glass is half full. Or just use chat GPT and it could bang it out in about 11 minutes. That's what I Dan, want. Dan, the problem with you is the glass is always half full. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I will be announcing at the Poconos this weekend. No, that's it, folks. Wait, how are you announcing more shows? <laughs> no, that's it. I'm just joking. Just, just book it right now? Yeah. He, he he got more shows during Scott's roast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roasted John Cena next week. Our biggest episode yet. And our WrestleMania predictions. Until then. Longest watch- episode yet, it sounds like. I mean, yeah, it's this is a long one. I love All right, guys. You can't <laughs> you can't just manufacture that type of radio chemistry in the lab. <laughs> Where we made COVID. All right, wash your hands. All right, all right, right, wash your hands.